0: Listening to Treasuring Scripture, a podcast of the weekly teaching ministry of Lebanon Baptist Church, Roswell, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry, please visit us at LebanonBaptist.org. Let me wish you again a Merry Christmas and thank you for coming to our Candlelight Christmas Eve service. This, of course, is one of my favorite services of the year. Uh, I love in just a few moments. We'll turn down the house lights, we will sing a couple of songs. You can't go too long with those candles in your hand, but we'll sing a couple of songs and I love seeing them across the congregation. Many of you uh, love this time of year as well, driving around and looking at all the Christmas lights. It seems like every year there's just a little bit more out there. Uh, Maybe you have a favorite house to go see, maybe a neighborhood uh, or a favorite inflatable that you uh, like to look at. Uh, This year, uh, my wife, Jen, and I have been unusually drawn to this one house on Cox Road. Uh, Maybe you're here tonight, okay? Uh, They hosted, evidently, a wedding in the late fall, and they installed these lights that are kind of scattered and suspended in these large trees in their front yard. It's not necessarily kind of a string of lights, but they're just carefully placed bulbs, one here and one there, not too overbearing, and the best adjective that I have to describe them is when I drive by the house, it's enchanting. It is just beautiful. Uh, It drew us in. I mean, the first few times we just slowed down and just drove by the house really slow, took some pictures, uh... It was so enchanting that I was encouraged to stop by their house and ask them where they got their lights. Okay, yes, I'm one of those weird guys who did it. Okay, I knocked on their door, but no one answered. I knocked a number of times to try to see where did you get those, how did you install them, they look great. Similarly, did you know that Jesus didn't necessarily use lights or objects to attract people to him. Oftentimes, Jesus, when it came to enticing people with who he was, he used statements about himself to draw people in, to cause people to investigate, to cause people to inquire and hopefully knock. These statements were all about himself, who he was, and what his purpose was in this world. Many of them were what we call the I am statements, statements like this. I am the good shepherd, or I am the bread of life, or I am the way, the truth, and the life, or sometimes simply, I am which was the name of the covenant, name of God in the Old Testament. One of the most significant I am statements had to do with light, and he said it during a holiday event, like we're celebrating tonight. It was called the Feast of Tabernacles. It was a Jewish festival that they hosted commemorating the 40 years that the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness. While they were wandering during that time, there were three essential needs that the Israelites had to have in order to survive in that wilderness. One of them, of course, was food. Another was water. And the third was direction, or they needed light. And of course, if you read the Old Testament, you realize that The God of the Old Testament, Yahweh, provided all those. He provided bread from heaven. He provided water from a rock. And he provided light. In the Gospel of John, John, the apostle who wrote it under the inspiration of God, shows how Jesus is none other than the Yahweh of the Old Testament. He and the Father are one. And he actually, during his earthly ministry, showed how he was the one who would ultimately provide these things for the people. In fact, in John 6, if you remember the feeding of the 5,000, he fed the Israelites in the wilderness with bread. And what did he say the next day? I am the bread of life. In John chapter 7, the next chapter, Jesus calls them not simply to eat of him, but to drink of him. In fact, in John chapter 7, he says this, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. For whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So he's the bread. He's the water. And now the final need that they had was light. It was at this festival, the Festival of Tabernacles, what they would do there in the temple complex is they would light four very large menorahs. They were there in the temple to kind of commemorate God's direction during this festival. In fact, some of the younger priests, what they would do is they would climb ladders in order to light these menorahs. The wicks were made out of old priestly garments. It would smell like oil and there would be jubilant choirs that would be singing And there would be dancing, and there would be excitement in the air. I mean, like Christmas Eve, okay? It was said about that time that not a courtyard that didn't reflect that light. And it was in that setting, it was at that event, that Jesus made this incredible claim. Listen to what it says in John 8. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now I want you to catch just that little verse right there. You just catch the first word again. What that's doing is connecting you to John 6 and John 7 and showing you here he comes again. Unveiling who he is to this world. He's making another claim. And notice his boldness. I am the light of the world. In fact, earlier in John, the apostle John, when he writes the prologue, foreshadowed this. In John chapter one, verse four, he said this about Jesus. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. In fact, as they forecasted the Messiah and he was, and as they were saying that one day he was going to come, what did it say about this Messiah? What was he going to do? Well, in Isaiah, 700 years before, Isaiah 49, it says this. He says, it is too light, it, it is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. But then he, stop, then he adds to it, I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. In fact, you know where you and I live, Roswell, Georgia? At this point, that was the end of the earth. We were on the opposite part of the world. And it was saying that the Messiah one day, he would be a light to the nations. And here Jesus is claiming, I, personally, I am the light of the world. Now, out of anybody else's mouth, that would have been arrogant, wouldn't it have? I mean, imagine this. Someone shows up into your office in the new year, and one day they pronounce, I am the light of the office. Uh, number one, I mean, one thing is that you would dismiss them on medical leave, or you would throw a stapler at them. Okay, or if someone showed up at your Christmas gathering tonight, I am the light of the family. You'd be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, that's arrogant. However, Jesus, it was authentic and real and true. In fact, Jesus' disciples had become acquainted with this. He had made many of these statements. Of course, since the fall of man, when Adam and Eve fell in the garden, our world has been shrouded in darkness. We grasp for light. We look for light in education. We look for light in science. We look for light in religion. But those only display light as they actually reflect Jesus Christ. Let me say, if you are looking for true direction in this dark world, look no further than the person of Jesus Christ. He is the light of the world. At some point in your life, it may not be now, but you will run into a dead-end street. And you will have nowhere to look. Some of you, I hope it's not finally on your deathbed. There is only one true light in this world, and his name is Jesus Christ. And what's the proper response when you see the light of the world? Let's go back to the text. Listen to what it says. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. And then he says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let me tell you, if you want the light of life, you have got to follow Jesus. Did you catch the, even the the grammar here, the tenses? Whoever follows me, that word follows is in the present tense and calls for continual action. It is someone who is following Jesus with their life. Of course, it starts. It starts at a moment. I mean, for me, I think it was somewhere between eight and sixteen that I finally chose to follow Christ. I, I repented of my sin and I placed my faith in Jesus Christ. But that began a life of following Jesus. Those who truly come to Jesus, let me say, you will keep following him. You don't just try Jesus. Okay? It's not like something you try. If you say, I tried him and he didn't work, let me just say, you're wrong. Yes, believers stumble. If you've believed in Christ and chosen to follow him, you will trip up. You will stumble and fall. The Bible says a just man falls seven times and he gets back up. That doesn't mean just after seven times you're done. But the idea is we keep falling, but we keep getting back up. Why? Because he helps you to follow him. And up to this point in Jesus' ministry in John chapter 8, many had been enamored with Jesus, and they may have started to follow. It looked like follow him, but it said that he didn't have faith in their faith. What we find is that those who truly come to the light we'll keep eating of him and drinking of him and following his light. Have you chosen to follow Jesus? Let me say, it's the greatest thing you could ever do. Maybe you're here today and you have been following Jesus and you come to December 24th and you have stumbled. You've gone your own way. <laughs> Get back up and keep following Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. Yes, there are, there's a tragic failure on not following him. In fact, in the text, the next verse says this It says, So the Pharisees said unto him, You are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. And there was a group of people who says, Just you claiming that doesn't mean it's true. Just because you make that statement and Jesus responds and says in verse 14, Jesus answered, even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true for I know where I came from and where I'm going but you don't know where I came from or where I'm going. They had rejected him. They said we don't believe this but you know what Jesus does? He continues from John 8 until John 21, he continues to reveal himself to them. And what you can do is you have to make a decision. Am I going to follow Jesus with my life or am I going to live my own way? And I'll say this, if you follow Jesus, you will have the light of life. It is where it's at. So let me encourage you to investigate him anew. Maybe you're here tonight and You enjoy the holiday season, but you don't know the Christ that's behind the holiday season. If that's true, let me encourage you, the most important thing you can do is investigate him. Read the Gospel of John. Investigate yourself. Come to see him as the light of the world. And I can assure you this. If you go knocking on his door, he'll answer Thank you for listening to Treasuring Scripture. It's our desire that every Christian treasure God's Word in their heart. To follow our podcast, please hit the subscribe button. If you're interested in learning more about our church, please visit lebanonbaptist.org.